Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at gobethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. For those of you who don't know it, and our Bethesda kids, you can be dismissed. But young people, you're standing here because McGuire and Sienna are out. They're at a youth workers convention in St. Louis. Having a good time, I'm sure, but they're going to be back-to-back seminars all day tomorrow and Friday. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Celinda, which is Celinda Nickel, which is Sienna's mom, this is her brother right here on the front row. Right? Isn't it a small world? So, I mean, that family's just invaded our church, haven't they? <laughs> We are so glad to have them in the house, and they are long-time missionaries. I mean, I don't want to make that, like, overdo that, but they've been on the field a long time. They have been, uh, well, the Shirley's, he could tell you more about their history, but they were, they were in uh, the Leeward Islands and then came to Dominican. I think they've been other places. Uh, I can't remember, but he can tell you all that. But it is, it is great. great to have Jim Odo in the house tonight, also from New Orleans. Uh, but we are just so grateful to have the uh, Sherry's with the, the Shirley's. I said Sherry's. I was in New. Ze- I was in New. Where was I? New Zealand, uh, uh, Vanuatu with the Sherry's back in the day. But yeah, I got to get all those nations right. But to have the Shirley's in the house with us tonight, and this is an amazing couple, and we are delighted. We're honored to have them. And so, if you would come now. Brother Shirley, make yourself at home. Stephen and Carrie Shirley, let's give it up for them right now. How about it? Thank you, Pastor. Good to be in Bethesda. Amen. Good to see our good friend, Brother Odo, here tonight as well. Amen. And to be with all of you, even though Sienna and McGuire aren't here, we're going to just invade. Uh, <laughs> But uh, what a wonderful presence of the Lord that we feel, and we know that God has something awesome for us. Amen. Revival is a promise. Revival is a promise. It's not something strange. It ought to be natural. Joel said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days will I pour out my spirit. And so we're excited about what the Lord is doing in the Dominican Republic. How many knows where the Dominican Republic is? A lot like to go there on vacation. Uh, But we are on the same island as Haiti. And so they have one-third, we have two-thirds. We have the better two-thirds part. Uh, We're a little bit biased, but... uh, But we also have a lot of Haitian churches on our side as well in the work. So uh, they are a great part. We enjoy worshiping together with them. The languages are completely different. Culture is completely different. But they worship the same God. So we get along together. Amen. Um, It's actually lively and interesting to see them worshiping God together with our Dominican people. But I'm so happy to have my wife as well. And I want her to come, and she's going to testify tonight. Amen. Amen. 
And it's good to be here with you all tonight. Thank you, Brother and Sister Hill, for having us. So wonderful to feel the, the presence of God on a Wednesday night. This is Wednesday, right? <laughs> and the Lord is so good. I'm so thankful because no matter where we go, when we get together and worship God, he's the same. And I, I have a, a testimony tonight. I want to share with you a story of one of our young men in the Dominican. Now, your pastor alluded to this, but we've been there for 31 years. And go ahead and say, you don't look old enough. <laughs> but no, we, we feel that we are. And we've, we've spent 31 years in the Dominican working with some of the most wonderful people. If you could meet them, you would love them. We have a wonderful team of ministers and uh, leaders in the Dominican. That's why we can be gone on deputation and everything's okay because we have pastors and leaders. And, and we've had a great opportunity over the years to uh, work in our Bible school program, raise up leaders, teach them, and have a little part in that. And so uh, one of these young men, I just want to tell his story tonight briefly before we show, I believe we're going to show a, a video. And um, this young man's name is Omar. He grew up in the city of Santo Domingo, which is where we live. It's the capital city with, uh, of over three million people, so it's a large city. And he grew up there with his single mother in some of the roughest parts of Santo Domingo. And he became involved in drugs, in, in gangs, in fighting in the streets. He had a gun and he had knives, and, and he, was just, uh, he was just out there doing all of that. But he had a mother that was a praying mother. And she prayed for him and tried to get him to change his life, but he was not interested. One day he got involved in a drug deal, and at the end of that, 14 men came and surrounded his house to collect and then to kill him if he didn't give up what, what he needed to pay. And he was in a bad place in, at home with his single mother by himself and 14 men surrounding his house. But something happened. His mother began to pray. She actually got down on her knees and started crying out to God for her son. And while she was praying, he said, I'm, I was going to sneak out the back, take my gun and my knives and fight because that was the only opportunity, I, the only thing I could do. But while she was praying for him, something happened, and he said in his testimony, I didn't know what it was, but there was a loud wind that started surrounding my house. We know what that wind was. We know exactly what it was, but he didn't know what it was, and he said it scared him. In fact, he, it was so strange to him that he stood there paralyzed. He said, I was trying to get out the back door, and I couldn't move. I stood there shaking, and I could not move. And he said, I looked out the windows of my house, and those 14 men were running away. And he knew that it was, he said, I knew what was happening then. I knew it was my mother's prayers to God. And he said, I cried out to God, and I said, God, I've got to see something happen in my life. I need to change my life. He repented of his sins. He went to church with his mother, and he got baptized in Jesus' name. He got filled with the Holy Ghost, and his life was never the same. So Omar went to our Bible school program, and he decided he wanted to start a church because he didn't want to just come in church and just, just sit there and do nothing. So he said, I wanted to tell everybody what God had brought me from. And he went out from Bible school. He went and started a daughter work off, uh, off of the church that his mother had belonged to. And he started telling everybody about God. So he's, he's, his congregation started growing and growing and growing. And 
at one point, a, a family from his church had to move out of the city. They didn't own cars, so they couldn't get back into Brother Omar's church. So they tried to find a church that preached truth, but there was none in their area. So they began to attend just a denominational church where there were some hungry people that were seeking for something for God, and they had what those people needed. And so they went to that church and started testifying to everybody in the church about what their pastor had taught them. You can get the Holy Ghost. You can speak in other tongues. You can get baptized in Jesus' name. Well, these people did not know what he was talking about. So they started testifying to the pastor as well, who also did not know what they were talking about. So they got permission from this pastor to bring Omar to their church and to testify and preach in that church about what the Bible says about salvation. And so he came. He said, I was scared. I prayed for a, and I fasted for a week before I went. But I came and I, t I just told them what the Bible says about salvation. And they were silent. They sat and stared at him. And he said, I was really nervous until at the very end, a little lady raised her hand and she said, I want to get baptized in Jesus' name. And he was so excited, but then the pastor got up, and he said, no, 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 no. She is not going to be the first one to get baptized in my church. I am going to be the first one in this church to get baptized in Jesus' name. And as a result of that, over 40 people in that one church got baptized in Jesus' name. Because they were hungry, they didn't know what they were looking for, but somebody came and just told them. That's, that's something that makes me so excited and so happy is that God has entrusted with us something that the world needs. They may not even know that they need it, but they need it. And it's up to us to open our mouth and tell them what God has taught us from his word. And so he just kept, his church kept growing. I want to tell you one more quick story about Omar. He had a brother-in-law named Pedro Julio who was a bad man. And he had a lot of problems. He was addicted to alcohol. He was also a rooster fighter by trade. So he, I, I think I'm in Louisiana, so I think maybe you know what that is. But they would take their roosters, and he would fight them in the ring till they died sometimes. But that's how he made his money. And he told his brother-in-law, I am not interested in going to church with you because I don't want to leave my lifestyle. And so Pedro Julio was, was a, kind of a hard case. But Omar said, no, that's okay. I'm going to pray and fast for you. He took a week to fast and pray for his brother-in-law. And he told him he was going to pray for him. And you know what happened at the end of that week? Every one of Pedro Julio's roosters died. Every one. So you see, we serve a miracle working God. I want to encourage somebody. If you're praying for somebody that's a really hard case, don't give up. Because God will answer. He will answer your prayer. And so he drug him to church the next week drunk, but that's okay. Because in that service, God turned his life around. He filled him with the Holy Ghost. He delivered him from alcohol. He got baptized in Jesus' name, and he was never the same either. The message that we have works. I'm so thankful that God is, has allowed us the privilege of sharing the gospel in the Dominican Republic. The same he has entrusted you here. Where you are, wherever you live, he's entrusted you with that. And I feel that it's an honor and a privilege, and I'm just so thankful for that. We're thankful for churches all over the U.S. that are supporting this work, and we are so excited that this church will join with us and help us and pray for us. And God is doing a work. 
And if we're going to show our video now, I'm going to give you a Where's Waldo. There is a, you'll see uh, Omar in this video if you look carefully. He's a young preacher standing outside of a church talking. He has a striped shirt on. And um, so I think if they're ready with that video, they can start it. And this will just give you a glimpse of the Dominican Republic. May the Lord bless you tonight. There's a lot of poverty in the Dominican Republic, which is is an obstacle in some ways, but in the same sense, it's a benefit spiritually because they are open to the things of God. They're hungry for something different. Uh, many are frustrated by not being able to get ahead. They could work all day for less than $10 a day. In the countryside, maybe a two or $3 a day working all day long. When you go into a village and you can tell them heaven, the streets are made of gold. This is the, the gospel is the greatest thing because it's healing, it's salvation. Many of our people want to become baseball players. The Dominican Republic is the greatest factory of baseball players in all of the world. And so their hope is to get signed, to become a big, a big league baseball player. But the gospel is way beyond getting signed because that's salvation, that's eternal hope. The challenge for many of them is no future or thinking that they can't get ahead. But when they come into the church and God saves them, then it's a whole new perspective. And it's exciting seeing how God changes lives. think about all of the Bible school students that we that have gone through the Bible school and are now pastors, which is a huge percentage of our pastors. It's just amazing that you can have just a, a little impact in somebody like that and teach them and, and they, they go on and they do so much more than you can do. You know, they have so much more influence in their country. Bible school training, that's one of the things that we do a lot of. It's huge because it's exponential. It's you just do one little thing and you're touching somebody that's going to go and do way more than you could do. More than 80% of our pastors have gone through Bible school. And this really helps them to start churches, to be able to communicate the doctrine effectively, to be able to win people. Either an, a missions trip or an AIM term would be beneficial for anybody, young or old. We have seen over and over again people that come to a mission field, their eyes are just open to different cultures. There's just nothing like that, meeting the people in another country. I remember one of the youth groups that came to visit, after going into a village and passing out tracts, they got on the bus and they were crying and said, we'll never be unthankful again. Uh, they saw people with no floors, just living with their beds on the dirt. They were just realizing how blessed we are in America. And we're seeing ex exponential growth. In fact, this growth is, the growth is outpacing our resources. So we need your help so that we can build more Bible schools, build more leaders, build more people to go out and to start churches in these new areas. We're so blessed to have had churches to come alongside of us and uh, almost adopt the country. They've built churches. They have come and taught seminars, preached in conventions, and been a blessing. And we are looking forward to churches joining together with us to see this great harvest. 
of souls in the Dominican Republic. When you invest in a missions work, you're really investing in souls. Whatever you invest, whether it's, whether it's dollars, whether it's prayer, whether it's some kind of sacrifice, or if you go yourself on the mission field, you're not going to be able to outgive the Lord. He will give it back to you a hundredfold. Thank you so much for your support. God bless you all. trip to the Dominican <laughs> but it's awesome being together with them and worship seeing how they can come out of a little shack with clean clothes and come to the house of God and praise God makes you feel pretty humble amen, amen. but uh, they are beautiful people and uh, God is doing a wonderful work in the Dominican uh, you know coming back on deputation is kind of like uh, you just get the highlight reel and we get to share all the really cool things. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of prayer. It's a lot of people that are giving, a lot of people preaching, a lot of people sweating, a lot of blood invested. Amen. And all of that. So uh, thank you, church, for helping us to do the mission's work. Amen. As we said in the video, there's been a tremendous revival. Even in the pandemic, you saw people praying in the street. It was amazing. They, had, uh, they were picking up people, putting them in jail if you came out of your house after certain hours of the day. But during that time, we were still able to baptize over 400 people. So that was exciting. Amen. Amen. And I'll share a few more things today uh, with you. But what we're doing right now is we're traveling on our deputation, asking churches to share with us in the great harvest in the Dominican Republic. We have about 20 more churches to build. We've built maybe over 50 in the past years, but still 20 more to go. Bible schools that we are currently building, and this is a great part of the work of God, investing in the kingdom. Amen. And so when missionaries come by, get behind them, help them out, and you'll share, I believe, in the reward as well uh, that the Lord has for us. Amen. Uh, I want to share a little thought with you today from the Word of God in Mark chapter 16. And the message is simple, but I believe we could apply to missions. And I just want to speak about this, the who, the what, the when, the why, the where of missions. Amen. We'll cover all the, all the W's tonight. <laughs> Mark chapter 16, 15 through 20. Uh, if you would like to stand, exercise just a little bit more. That way you won't fall asleep maybe. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. That's powerful, isn't it? So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand on the right hand of God. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. The who of the missions is right off the bat established here. It's us, isn't it? Who is go ye? It doesn't say 
go Bill or go Bob or go Joe or go Tigers, but it says go <laughs> ye into all the world and preach the gospel. So every one of us tonight needs to be involved in missions, whether by going, whether by giving, whether by praying, but we need to be aware of it. Amen. Go, it's all in that little it's all in that little uh, phrase there. Sometimes we would think, oh, that's the Freemans. That's uh, Brother Howell, Bruce Howell. That's uh, uh, all the famous missionaries that have to do this. And maybe pastor needs to do this and others. But really, it's all of the church working together to bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Amen. Go ye into all the world. The what of missions is the gospel. It has to be the gospel. It has to be the true gospel. How many have seen such a confusion in the minds of people today as to what the gospel really is? Uh, you know, some people think the gospel is building toilets in countries. And some people think the gospel is a well. And maybe those are components of the gospel. But they are not substitutes for the power and the move of God that comes in a life through the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, yes, maybe those are important things. And I've been in meetings with missionaries of other denominations. And one of them, their whole job was to build toilets amen so we cannot get the main thing to be something smaller or or deviate from the track yes we maybe should build a toilet every now and then but you still have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ amen and the gospel is what works in fact, the Bible says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Why the gospel? Because it works. It really works. Amen. As my wife said and showed you Omar in the video. How many saw Omar? And you know what? We have good news. Omar's church doesn't look like that anymore. Amen. Uh, now it's a nice concrete building. In fact, we're getting ready to paint it. We're buying some windows to put in there. So, Brother Omar's church is on a solid footing now. Amen. But you know what happened? My wife didn't relate this part, but Pedro Julio, the church that he was working in during the pandemic, Pedro Julio, remember him? He was the cockfighter. Is uh, His in his church, there were 40 more people that got baptized. Amen. During the pandemic. So uh, it's amazing what the gospel can really do. Amen. The gospel can penetrate the heart of the worst and make a difference in lives. Amen. We are facing maybe unparalleled opportunity as we come out of COVID. I don't know what we're going into, monkeypox or what the next thing is, but uh, hopefully we won't get into that. But uh, we know that uh, the gospel is at a right time to penetrate the hearts and minds of people. And people, I believe people are really hungry for something that is real. Amen. They don't want fake stuff. We need the true gospel message of the Holy Ghost. Uh, during the pandemic time, there was a story that I'd like to share with you of a pastor. And I believe that God wants to give revival to this city. God wants to bring revival to New Orleans. God wants to bring revival to neighboring cities and churches. And we need to understand God is working behind the scenes. 
It's not just you. It's not me. Amen. God is working. And this was really hammered to, uh, uh, you know, hammered to me in, I can't even speak English here. <laughs> Emphasize. Uh, during the pandemic when a pastor who had a church that was not believing in the necessity of receiving the Holy Ghost began to pray that God would pour the Holy Ghost out in his church. And during that season of prayer, God put a word in his heart. He didn't know what the word was. It was S-O-L-I-N. It's not in Spanish. It's not in French or English. He went to the dictionary, went to the internet, looked it up. He couldn't find it, so he asked the church to pray. It made such an impression in Pastor Bonilla's heart. And when he mentioned this word to the church, one of the ladies in the church uh, came up to him and said, I studied at the United Pentecostal Church Bible School many years ago, and my teacher's name was S-O-L-I-N. <laughs> it's like the book of Acts, isn't it? God is working behind the scenes. And so now Pastor Teacher Soling is now Pastor Soling. And he's not just Pastor Soling, he's Presbyter Soling. And he's over the whole area there where Pastor Bonilla has his church in Cotui. And so the first service they had together, four people got the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. Amen. So Pastor Bonilla turned the keys back to his denomination, gave him all the money back, gave the building back, and he brought his people to the United Pentecostal Church because he wants to see a revival. His daughter church, amen, came in, and now they have another daughter church. So that's three works right there. During the pandemic time, our goal was 10 new churches, but we finished out the year last year with 11 new churches. Amen. Amen. I believe soon we'll have 100 churches in the Dominican Republic because we finished with 90. Amen. If they're all still there, in Jesus' name. But as my wife said, we have good pastors. We have good leaders. And they are uh, pushing forward as hard as they can. Uh, this year, over 200 students in Bible school started out in, in 15 Bible school extensions. So the gospel really works. I ask our uh, very talented media team if they could project a picture for you tonight. I had to go back and give it to him. But I, I was in the market one day in Santo Domingo and I came across this medicine. Just read it a little bit. Aero brand medicated oil and imbrocation. Cuts, bruises, burns, insect bites, sprains, dislocations, feigning fits, stiff muscles, headaches, colds, coughs, stomach ache, cramps, and toothache. Wow. <laughs> An unexcel preventative against influenza and contagious diseases, baby, even monkeypox. Antiseptic, healing, reviving, and soothing. And look at the manufacturer. My. It looked like it's a cure-all. <laughs> I was in a village one day and I heard an announcement for a medicine kind of like this. And I saw people with no money literally running from their little shacks and trying to buy the medicine that was for everything. 
because people need something that is real. I'm afraid if you bought that medicine, you'd be dissatisfied tomorrow. You'd be looking for a refund. But when you get the gospel of Jesus Christ, you find the real dose. Amen. It's repentance. It takes care of the sin problem. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And so the true gospel is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. It's repentance. It's baptism in Jesus' name. It's being filled with the Spirit of God, and it really works. I remember a couple of years ago, there was a couple that came down the altar uh, area right after service in one of our churches that we were preaching at. And they came up, and I didn't know their story, but we prayed for them. And the husband got the Holy Ghost. The wife got the Holy Ghost. And afterwards, they said, well, our dad is a Jehovah's Witness, and he said, you can't get the Holy Ghost. So we came to see if you could get the Holy Ghost. And so I'm glad that it worked. Amen. I'm glad you can still get the Holy Ghost today. It's for your friends. It's for your neighbors. This message is really working. Amen. It's doing the job. I don't know if you saw in the news a few months back a confession of a large church that said they had baptized thousands the wrong way. And these thousands were not saved. The diocese of Phoenix, they dismissed the priest. And he had said, we baptize you in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost instead of I baptize you. And so according to them, it did not work. But we understand that baptism has to be in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Because this is the true gospel. The power is in the name of Jesus. Amen. This is a powerful name. And if I could relate one testimony tonight, it would be of a man from the Dominican Republic that I carry his testimony right here with me because it's so powerful. This was a man who was born into a family that believed in voodoo. His parents, uh, his dad was a voodoo priest. And so at a young age, they were trying to train up Willie to become a voodoo priest and they would perform sacrifices to the devil and uh, I know uh, you a lot of people don't believe all of this but the devil is a harsh taskmaster and every year family members die people in in our country are willing to sell their children make packs with the devil so their children can become baseball players or they can become rich and the devil uh, is a harsh taskmaster young children you see them even young children already possessed by evil spirits but uh, Willie grew up in that atmosphere he would speak with the devils and the devils would talk to him and so Willie saw the wickedness of that world when his mother died when the enemy came to to take Willie and his mother stood up against the enemy and so Willie cried out to Jesus and God reached down into that atmosphere and he took Willie out of that he forgave him of his sins Willie went and he asked a Trinitarian pastor how uh, where he could be baptized in Jesus name Because as I mentioned, it's in his testimony, the devils told him Christianity is in trouble because they've divided God all up. Think about it for a moment. Even the devil knows there's one Lord. 
and he trembles. Amen. So there is a name above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. Amen. And so Willie got baptized in Jesus' name. God filled him with the Holy Ghost. And you know what happened? God called Willie to become a preacher. The gospel works. Willie is the preacher of one of our largest churches in the Dominican Republic. And we're building a Bible school for where Brother Willie is pastoring there. Amen. You see, the gospel really works. The what, the why, the when is right now. Amen. We've got to do it right now. Do it wherever you are at. Preach the gospel. Teach it. And there's going to be people like Willie that will come in. So the gospel is the what. What happens when you give, the kingdom is blessed. Because somebody gave, Willie got to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Trinitarian pastor said, you need to go get baptized at the United Pentecostal Church. Amen. What happens when you give, needs are met. Ecclesiastes 10.19 says, A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Unfortunately, we need money to move the gospel. You don't pay the electric bill with good thoughts and intentions. Amen. We've got to have, you know, there's the move the mission that moves the missionaries all over the world. And we're thankful for that. But it's not just prayers. It's money that goes down and purchases those vehicles. But what happens when you are part of, uh, uh, of giving to missions? You begin to be part of the miracle as well. How many remembers the story of the little boy that brought his lunch to Jesus? He became part of the miracle. You become part of the miracle. Amen. So the what of missions is becoming involved. You get a blessing. I believe that little boy could have had more when he finished than what he had when he began. That's the powerful part about it. You're not going to get emptied out. Your bank account is not going to be cleared out. And you're going to be on the poor, poor house. And in the poor house when you give, God will give back to you. Amen. Amen. Giving unlocks the door of the supernatural. Pastor said anybody could get healed tonight. God could step in in just a moment's time. And a lot of those miracles began when somebody gave. The widow's oil and the meal didn't waste after she gave. Amen. Her son uh, was raised to life again after she gave. In another story, they made room for the prophet. They gave and then the prophet came by and a son came to the house that didn't have a child. Amen. So giving precedes the supernatural. I believe missions is important because it unlocks that door of blessing in our lives. Amen. I have a lot of stories and a lot of testimonies tonight, but I, I want to try to finish up here. But let me tell you, when you give and a life is changed, it's a forever thing. Amen. It's a forever thing. The why of missions is the people. Why do we do it? It's the change that comes in the life of people. It's somebody like Brother Juan who was a little boy in a sugarcane village, but the gospel got preached to him. His pastor uh, got baptized in Jesus' name, and then they baptized all the saints in church in Jesus' name. Brother Juan was just a young teenager at that time. He wanted to be a baseball player. But he didn't make the cut. Amen. He wanted to become uh, famous and, and, and make a lot of money. But God had a different plan for Brother Juan. God called that little boy to be a preacher of the gospel. He came to Bible school. He was the first in the first graduating class when we went in 1991. 
You know what, Brother Juan became my translator because we couldn't speak Spanish at that time. And he traveled all around with us around the country. And then God called him to preach. And you know what, today he's our national secretary and has the largest church in the Dominican Republic. Church at actually Brother Dean's church. And the, uh, the church that's a, a, a dedicated to Brother Dean in memory of Brother Dean. Amen. A living memorial. There's a Bible school there and a church that will seat about 500 people right now. But it was just a little boy. But you know what happened when he took his first church? There was only about 30 people, but he began to preach the gospel. He began to pray, and it was unbelievable. The amount of pastors and, uh, and, and, and workers that have come from Brother Batista's church and today are pastoring the gospel. Would you stand, amen, pastoring and preaching the gospel? I could go on and on telling you the stories. Of men like that. So the why of missions is the faces of all of these people. Amen. The who, the what, the why, the when, the where. But it's all because of Jesus. I believe that we can make a difference. We can make a difference where we are. You can make a difference with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Just one friend. Influence one person. Find a willy. Amen. Find a one. <laughs> Find somebody and help them to understand your influence is way beyond what you could ever imagine. Amen. The who is me and you. We can make a difference. We can build churches. We can change lives. Amen. And the win is right now. Right now. Don't wait until you get that inheritance. Don't wait until you win the jackpot or whatever it is. <laughs> Don't waste your money over there. The kingdom needs you right now. Amen. Young people, we need your talent right now. Amen. You could work and aim. You could, you could help. You could, you could win souls right here. You can begin to get busy right here. Amen. And then God calls you to a different level. Get busy in the kingdom of God. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.